We are previously doing a series called Understanding the Islamic Scholarly Tradition, which I had personally felt that I had wrapped up and concluded, and due to the barakah of Hajj, I left on Hajj, and I felt that, alhamdulillah, everything was finished. And I was contacted that there's one topic you left out, which is bidat, Allah Akbar. <laughs> so... I, so I want to make some preliminary comments. First of all, uh, these workshops for me are not really the asal, uh, but I do appreciate that there's a lot of confusion on certain issues out there, and that people may have heard different things from many different people, maybe even different things from different scholars, and so if certain people felt that they wanted to hear the quote-unquote other side or another perspective, I'm always willing to do that. Because any ilm that I have is just your amanat that is lying with me. These workshops are not really the asal about the deen, but given that there is so much information about what is a bidat, what is not a bidat, different particular acts, theories of bidat, acts of bidat, there seems to be confusion in some people's mind, maybe not in everyone's mind. Uh, so I agreed then to do another, and this would be the last series, and last of this series. There may be other things that we decide to do, maybe teach you Qur'an, teach you Hadith, teach you some classical texts. But as far as I'm concerned, the whole concept of understanding the Islamic scholarly tradition, many of us have ended before Hajj, but this is like an additional appendix session that we are appending to that series. Uh, and that said, there's always the danger or the reality that there are going to be some people here who are not here for any or all of those previous sessions, uh, and so it's very difficult to read an appendix when you haven't read the book. Especially if the appendix is going to presume prior knowledge in the book. So I actually don't plan to do too much with you today. I'm going to take a few issues. Uh, first I'm going to do a couple of theoretical frameworks, and then a few issues and highlight some of the areas due to which the confusion exists. And my hope and intention and dua is to leave you confused by the end of this session, but to leave you better able to handle that confusion and accept that confusion. And perhaps to realize that maybe not every single thing is resolvable, especially when it's going to come to some of the issues that we're doing. And I may even suggest to you that maybe even the way that many people approach this topic may just be flawed at the outset. And perhaps maybe if we're not able to 100% come to a definitive conclusion on some things, what we can do and what we do control is we can make a definitive decision on how we want to react and how we want to engage and how we want to describe and label other people. That is something that we have to decide. Right? Now, there are two things I'm going to be looking at first. One is the theory. So what exactly is a bidat? Right? Now obviously... This is a word that is bantered about by many people for many reasons, and your understanding of bidat is not going to come just from a single hadith. Nothing in Islam can be understood from a single hadith. No doubt there is a very famous hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that every matter that is newly invented is a bidat, every bidat is a dalala, every dalala leads you to hellfire. That is one hadith that we will definitely put on the table, and we will keep it at the fore of our discussion, but that hadith alone is not a rod, a lightning rod to be used at all times by anyone, on anyone. 
right? We need to understand what exactly a bidat is. So if I was to view this as a continuation of what we were doing earlier, then what I would do is, what I would do is I would suggest that let's go back and look at this issue of sources. Because the real question is, is that on what basis am I going to identify any particular action as bidat or not? And what happens here, you have these sources. So you have the Quran right? So then you have the Hadith. Now as I did a whole day-long workshop with you, and inshallah there's another workshop here in a week, uh, one or two weeks time on this topic, there are different gradings of Hadith. So you will find maybe somebody will say that, show it to me in the Quran. You will find the different Muslims. I'm not talking about the issue of Bidda. Different Muslims will base whether they determine or whether they believe something to be legitimate or authentic. So some people will say that, show it to me in the Qur'an. You will come across that. In other words, those are Muslims who have decided that only and only the Qur'an is a source of legitimacy and authority for them. Sometimes even within the Qur'an, they will want to see it in a particular phrasing. And, you know, that doesn't happen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not phrased things the way me and you may be used to having them phrased. For example, a woman will come and say that, show me in the Quran where it says, quote, a woman must cover her hair. And what the woman is doing is she's insisting that until I see that particular phrase, that particular formula, but that particular way of expression, I'm not going to accept it. You can show me whatever else you want in the Qur'an that has no meaning for me. I'm only going to accept the Qur'an if the Qur'an uses the phrase that I'm looking for. So that means actually, right, that many times when I'm using this as an example to show that we ourselves have a preconceived notion. Before we even engage or approach the text as to what constitutes a legitimate or authoritative source for the deen of Islam. Then you will have second, a person will say, okay, no, I accept Quran, but I also accept... And the second thing, the second example in the Quran is that show me where it says clearly and nobody has disagreed. So that means that person is saying, I'm going to, if you give me a verse of the Quran and you can show me that every single tafsir says what you are saying is the meaning of that verse, then I will accept it. But if you're going to tell me that this is a verse and some of the Mufasrina says it means one, meaning one, and some of the Mufasrina have taken up meaning two, I'm not going to accept it. You may come across somebody like that. Secondly, you may come across a person who says, okay, I accept Quran and I accept Hadith. Somebody will say that I accept the Hadith, that the Muhaddithin accepted. Somebody will say, I accept only Sahih Hadith. Somebody might say, I only accept Sahih Hadith from Bukhari and Muslim. Somebody will say, I only accept Sahih Hadith from Bukhari or Muslim. So there's different levels that they have determined, predetermined, as to what is going to constitute legitimacy or acceptance for them. And the reason I'm stressing this is partly because it is a rupt, it connects with what we did in the previous sessions. And it also is 50% of this discussion on Bila is going to emanate from this is going to emanate from what do you view as an acceptable source? How acceptable do you view it? How willing are you willing to use it as a basis for practice or as a basis for nullifying other practices? And different people, depending on what different types of hadith they accept and what level they accept them on, are going to come to different positions on this. 
Precisely this, at least in the realm of hadith, this divergence of opinion is reflected in the classical literature of the muhaddathin and fuqaha on some of the issues that we're going to be discussing today. You will have people, and I will be mentioning to you very, very big names, taking different positions on issues today that are also a question that whether they constitute bidat or not. And the reason for their different positions, many times, not only, but many times is due to a difference in acceptability or usage of hadith. And particularly in the case of bidat, the use of hadith to, to exclusivize a practice and therefore to negate any other variation or way of doing that practice. And that is something to be looked at. Alright?